Stream Anime Radio. everybody and welcome to the extreme anime radio podcast for february 23rd 2022 i'm jr saying hello and thank you for downloading the podcast streaming the podcast on anchor spotify or through whatever realm you use to listen to us i'm coming on at the start of this recording to let you know that when we did the podcast on february 23rd because of a tiny little software glitch My microphone was not getting out to our Twitch audience, and subsequently it was not at the beginning of the recording. Big sweat drops all over my face, so I do apologize for that. I'm told about this issue around the same time I asked Nef Canuck, my co-host, about the wild weather we've been having these last few days in this part of the world. So here's his answer to that question, and that'll be followed by me fixing the audio glitch. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Well, the funny part was two days ago, it was so warm. I was driving back from a friend's place. I, I took them out to lunch and the air conditioning kicked in at one point. I'm going, okay, not that I mind, but it's a little early for the air conditioning to decide, hey, I'm going to kick in right now because of the sun load, right? Because I have a completely automatic system. So it just basically said, oh, there's sun load. So you need air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently I can't be heard. You can't be heard? Oh, dear. How about now? Well, I can still hear you. I don't know if anybody else can. Okay. Now we can, okay? Interesting. So looks- I, I had... Uh, I had... Very interesting, because apparently now on my Streamlabs, I have two sources for my microphone. Okay, did Streamlabs update recently? Uh... No. I don't think so. Well, something must have changed because everything was fine on Monday. And now all of a sudden, you know, two days later, we've had, you know, multiple little glitches before we got on air. And now we're having glitches now. And I'm just going, okay, 
it's not the thirteenth of the month. So I can't explain <laughs> it that way. But uh, no, every, everything seems to be changing with the software lately. I even had to reposition Neff on the screen. Yeah, I was all the way off. Well, not all the way off, but I was slightly shifted to the right, and it's just like, huh? I didn't move. What happened here? I'm going to check something real quick. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, everything looks okay over here. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and check the recording once we're uh, done and editing this podcast. In any event, uh, we appreciate you guys coming over tonight uh, to watch us chat for a little while. Um, we're going to be playing a new game. It's quiz time. Um, well, new to us, as we used to say back in the days of the radio station. New to us, it's quiz time, because I think that game's been around for at least a few years. Um, it's from people behind the old uh, trivia game Buzz. You remember Buzz, uh, Neff? Was that the one that actually had the physical buttons? Because mm-hmm. there was one, yeah, there was one that they sold with the physical buttons. You, you had to buy them extra, and it was sort of like, okay. Those four colored buttons. Exactly, because it was like, okay, you bought those buttons, and I looked at one, and I'm going, this looks like it wouldn't survive, you know, a few good smacks. It's just like, you know, <laughs> you'd hit it a couple of times, and it would like crunch under your hand, like, oops. Hmm. So, I don't think Ken Jennings had that problem. <laughs> but uh, it's the people behind that. Um, we actually did a little test run um, a little while ago uh, with Bree and with Liz. Uh, so they'll be joining us for the uh, official playing uh, after we're done tonight. So we hope you'll stick around for that. Um, and we'll also have some schedule changes uh, to announce a little bit later. Um, we come to you on this evening uh, with the world uh, in turmoil from the looks of things, Neff. Yeah, it's like, okay, just when you think things are starting to get better, mm-hmm. you get a fire here, a fire there, and you're like, okay, where's the fire extinguisher? Yeah. So it, it, it seems like we can't get away from bad news between... Uh, you know, COVID finally going down and then the issues in Eastern Europe now. Yeah, I was going to say, you look over in Eastern Europe and you're like going, oh, yeah, one of the parties has nukes. And you wonder if they're crazy enough to say, hey, what does this button do? <laughs> Let's turn to a little calmer topic of discussion. Uh, I got a ring fit today. Ah, oh, so you've joined the many many of us who have decided to try and use the Switch as some sort of fitness device. Well, uh, I'll be candid with you. I've also tried to use a PlayStation 3 as a fitness device. I've also tried to use a PlayStation 2 as a fitness device. Been there, done that, have those t-shirts. <laughs> so, I, I know where you're coming from. I have the PlayStation 3, I don't know what I have, but it was an exercise thing where you use those move controllers. Okay, now that might have been the EA Active one, because mm. I had that one. That was when you put the sensors, you strapped the sensors to your arms and legs, and it would, re- and it would read the sensors of your arms and legs as you did the various, various and sundry exercises. No, I think the one I used just had the the move controllers. You know, the one oh, that lit up on top with the globe. Yeah, the, the, yeah, with the little globes on them. Yeah, okay, I know, I know the one you're talking about. But I'm going. 
that one didn't seem quite as involved as right. as the one with the with the sensors, you know, because it was the one with the sensors actually measured your heartbeat, mm. or at least it at least it tried to. Right. But uh, oh, and I remember PlayStation Two had no such monitoring device at all. It was just like a quote unquote personal trainer thing, which I tried, mm. and you just follow the prompts on the screen. They don't track you at all. And then, like, after every workout, how do you feel? Like death on a plate. How do you think I feel? <laughs> but, uh, no, um, the equipment for a ring fit is a little too bulky for me to show on the screen. But uh, you have um, the ring, um, which uh, comes in a big box, and then the uh, calf strap that you attach to your left calf. And... Um, so you take your two Joy-Cons, you put one on top of the ring, and you put one on the calf strap. You have to go through calibration and stuff. And then you uh, go on an adventure with your little avatar in this game, trying to run through courses and uh, defeating monsters along the way. Also collecting coins, uh, pushing your ring in to try to fire at enemies and... Uh, Try to pull it out while you're running to collect the coins. And then uh, doing ab crunches to protect yourself against uh, these monsters. And uh, yes, it's, it's a very interesting experience. And I had the moderate selection, uh, moderate difficulty. And I was like... <laughs> okay. I use fitness boxing, too, because unfortunately there are many exercises that on the ring fit I could not do. Mm. So the fitness boxing is basically mostly upper body stuff, although there is ducking and weaving, which mm. I've had to unfortunately disable. Uh. But, fitness, but fitness boxing, the first two days I did a normal workout, which worked out to about 38 minutes each crack. Oh, boy. Dear God, after the 38th minute the second day, I thought, okay, I'm going to throw this thing in a lake and never <laughs> touch it again. But I was stubborn enough. So now I'm at the point where, okay, after 38 minutes, yes, I feel it, but I no longer feel like I want to commit, you know, hump, like self-mutilation because the game does it for me. <laughs> Especially when it asks me to do things like, you know, right hooks with the uh, swinging of the, of the hips, including one that's slightly rebuilt so yeah. that one it's kind of like goes oh i felt that okay don't do it quite like that do but you, uh, do you hold on to your joy cons while you're doing it well you see what i did because several third parties realized that nintendo's idea of using those little attachments that they give you to slide onto the joy cons mm -hmm. isn't really a good idea when you're boxing so what I got from Amazon was a third-party uh, grip that actually mimics, like, holding on with your hand, right? Okay. So you basically slide that onto the Joy-Con, so you're basically grabbing the Joy-Con in your hand like this. Okay. And you've got, your, you've got your fingers on the grip, which is much better when you're thrusting out and trying to, you know... Especially when you're doing straights, when you're supposed to going, you know, right at the TV, because mm -hmm. you know one false move and my fist and everything else would be going straight through the TV, which would be, you know, very messy. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it, so that that helped a lot because I did try it once with the Nintendo supplied, you know, 
little straps. And I went, no, no, this is bad design if you're throwing punches. So. But uh, no, I was, uh, after the first level of Ring Fit Adventure at the moderate difficulty, I, I was exhausted. And uh, it's a bit of a hit or miss, but the uh, infrared... Uh, um, the infrared thing at the top of the uh, left controller, I believe. If you're holding both Joy-Cons in your hand, the left controller, which is the red one. That infrared, you can place your thumb on it, and it measures your heart rate. Okay, because then on the OL- OLED version, the blue is left, oh. and the red is right. Oh, so they've, okay. mixed, they've mixed that up a bit because I was going... Wait a minute. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I've got my controllers mixed up. Well, no, Nintendo I think played with the color scheme a bit when they went to the LED okay. just to you know justify the increase in price with all the other little things they did. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, no, I mean, and I'll ask you this: Do you have like you have an Apple Watch, right? No, I have a Fitbit. Okay. Does your fit your Fitbit does in fact measure your heart rate, etc.? Yeah, yes, it does. Okay. I'll ask you this. Do you find that the game and the Fitbit are at least in correlation? Oh, that's a good question. I never I never even bothered to check. Because I did with the Apple Watch. And I have a Series 7, so I have the most advanced one. Turns out that Nintendo is slightly optimistic by about 25%. When it claims I burned about 500 calories, no, that's closer to about 350. <laughs> and I mean, 350 calories in a 38-minute you know workout is pretty good, mm-hmm. especially because after that I'm going, <gasps> okay, like don't fall over, Daniel. Just gently, you know, like go back into the chair <laughs> and just don't pass out. Well, um, well, it, it uh, does a fairly good job of. Uh, telling me my heart rate. Apparently, I have a heart rate of 106 right now. I'm supposed to be re- resting while doing this, and this must be hard work for me. I was going to say, if you're at 106 right now, okay. Now I'm actually going to look because okay. I can tell I can tell my heart rate as well. Because normally my resting heart rate is about, I'd say 67 on average. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so here's the heart. Oh, no, that's the EKG monitor. I don't want that. Give me my heart rate, you fool. Uh, see, the problem The problem is with all the little programs and icons, right. it's very hard to remember which does what on the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, good grief. Oh, no, actually, I think I do have to do that. Okay, so we'll do it like this, and we'll just hold the crown, and we'll see that, you know, I'm certainly, hopefully, not a victim of arter- arterial fibrillation. Well, that's another Which, one something that the Apple Watch can pick up, right? It can tell you when you're AFibbing? Yes, exactly. And I'm going, whenever I do this test, I'm always worried, and I'm looking down, and I'm going, okay, hopefully. You know, because if I see something bad, I'll be like, ew, what do I do now? Mm. Let's see here. And what do we got? We have a sinus rhythm with an 89 beat per minute average. So I'm actually about 20 higher than if I'm just, you know, watching TV. Hmm. So, arguably, I'm burning calories doing this, too. <laughs> this takes a while. So, 
Um, I was I was going to point this out, but uh, Flux decided to do it anyway. Uh, somebody has redeemed the new option for Switch Sarah. And uh, what Switch Sarah does is that it will change Sarah's graphic on the screen to something else. So whenever that is redeemed, I will just choose another Sarah at random and uh, put that on the screen. And I think you can redeem it like every 20 minutes or something like that. Not as not as quickly as changing hats like we did last time. Yeah, I, I'm going to actually try and figure out a way to have the hats a little closer at hand. Because <laughs> while it was fun to do, I probably almost injured myself at least three times. <laughs> trying to switch hats and not, you know. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, you bend over, especially if you're in this chair, because this chair is very much a form-fitting, correct posture chair, mm -hmm. and then you try to, you know, bend over to grab a hat. Mm -hmm. That doesn't quite work so good. Mm. But, uh, no, I, um, uh, I'll give uh, Ring Fit uh, a little bit of an extra try. Um, it was, it's $10 off right now, I believe, on major retailers like Amazon and Walmart. This was one of the products that was hard to come by during the pandemic. And now they seem to be readily in stock. I ordered it yesterday and it came today. Um, I also got a 20% discount because I have American Express points. They say if you use – come with this offer from time to time. If you use your American Express points, you can get 20% off your order or 40% off your order up to a certain amount. So, of course, you have to pay for your order all or part with your points from American Express. So, of course, I used one point, which gave me one penny off the order, and I got the 20% discount. And I'm figuring, what else should I get? Uh, well, razor blades are also expensive. So, yeah, I got a Ring Fit Adventure and an order of razor blades. Wait a minute. They let you get away with only using one point and gave you the discount? Oh, yeah. Okay. You 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 know what? I think you found something that they're going to eventually look at and go, <laughs> we got to fix this. No, no. There has to be a minimum redemption more than one point. Exactly. It'll be the JR rule. <laughs> Oh, gee. Well, thanks. Well, hey. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. What have uh, you been seeing lately, Neff, as far as uh, anime or Japanese programming? Well, I mean, following along with um, My Dress Up Darling, which has been going along. And I'll tell you this. You know, you, you think when you see some of the scenes, you're like going, wait a minute, this show is going in a completely wrong direction. But if you watch the whole show and you watch everything, you're like going, okay, I can see this. I can understand this. I know where this is going. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is, always a, which is always a good thing. I mean, uh, there's another show I've been meaning to catch, and it's been like driving me crazy because I keep wanting to do this. Uh, what is it? Love of Kill. It's on Crunchyroll, and I've been meaning to catch it. I will catch it this week, assuming I have time. Mm -hmm. Because that's the one where it's like two assassins trying to, you know, eventually off each other slash fall in love, off each other slash fall in love mm -hmm. with each other. So it's like going, hmm, that could be interesting. Bree was telling me she saw my dress up dawn too. I may have to go watch it now. It's on Crunchyroll? Um, I believe so. It's also on Funimation, which has a dub. 
Okay. Which uh, right now is about three episodes behind. Okay. Which isn't which isn't bad, mm. because remember, we're still most of the actors are still doing it from their homes, from their home studios. Right. Which of course adds that extra layer of complexity when you're trying to mash everything together as the audio engineer for you know. And again, I salute them because it's like trying to piece together a bunch of stuff mm. from a bunch of different places and a bunch of different equipment. Mm. I, I shudder at that thought. I really do. Mm. But uh, something that uh, actually I've been watching uh, with Bria as well um, on HBO Max is something that I remember seeing a little bit of a long time ago when I was in college, which means revisiting these films, I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> And that would be the 1970s uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Ah, a bit of a Japanese classic, as it were. Oh, yes. Um, um, Not so much these days, but especially back in the heydays of 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, these samurai period dramas were quite popular with all these different... uh, studios churning out films on a regular basis um and one of those uh, very very popular period dramas that was um i don't know like 50 something movies and a couple of uh long television series uh zatoichi are you familiar with zatoichi Neff? the name rings a bell but i don't know why um so, um, Zatoichi is the blind swordsman. Mm. Okay. So he's played in the movies and the TV shows by, um, Anakira Kurosawa. Yep. Um, um, Toshiro Mifune is another big actor back in the day. Um, and, uh, Shintaro Katsu playing Zatoichi. Um, through all these films throughout the... I think he started either in the late 50s or early 60s, went through into the 70s, and then um, I think he had one final Zatoichi film, which was in the late 1980s. Um, And then, of course, Zatoichi's also been made uh, into some more modern retellings. Uh, Beat Takeshi, Takeshi Kitano... Uh, did a recent film as uh, Zatoichi. Um, there's also a female Zatoichi. Um, but the point I'm making is that Shintaro Katsu eventually, mainly off the success of Zatoichi, created his own production company, Katsu Productions, Shintaro Katsu. Um, and one of his projects in the 70s was this, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. And it was made off of this very popular uh, manga that was um, published, I think uh, I think it was around 1970 or so, they published a manga, and then within two or three years, they made these films. Um, so the protagonist, or should we say the antagonist, because he has his own way of living in, um, in this story, he plays uh, the executioner of the Shogun, a, ga- a name of uh, Ito, um, 
and he's been disgraced by uh, the Yagyu clan and forced to take the path of the assassin. So he is walking um, this path uh, in the role of an assassin while also being uh, eventually a single father, raising his son Daigoro. So you see him walking around as an assassin, wheeling his like three or four year old toddler son in a cart wherever he goes. Hmm. Well, you mentioned that you know playing the playing the role for a long time. That's one thing you don't see very much in North American TV and films. Mm. Generally speaking, like shows will go on for a particular period of time, and then that's it. Mm. I mean. Mainly because in North America, syndication, you know, is the real is where the real money is made. In other words, yeah. you make the show and then you keep making money off the rebroadcasts of the show. Right. And of course, the actors get very little on the rebroadcasts. So that's where that's why it's really a big money maker to have them, you know, rebroadcast again and again and again. Yeah. I have to look up uh, because, like I said, Zatoichi did have. A couple of seasons on television, uh, each having every Zatoichi movie, every Zatoichi TV episode was its own separate story, really. Mm. There's a little bit of a storyline, but, you know, it's it's not very apparent. You could just go and watch any Zatoichi film and you can get an idea of what's going on even though you haven't seen the previous ones i can't say the same about lone wolf and cub because uh there is a bit of a storyline to that at least in the first two um movies that we saw Mm. now i'm trying to figure out up here because of course licensing is a whole other thing up up up, you know past the four ninth parallel Mm. where i can actually see some of that stuff uh, they are all licensed by the Criterion Channel. Uh, they're famous for the Criterion Collection. I don't know if you're aware of that brand. I've heard of that brand, but I don't know if they're in Canada. I'd have to look. Criterion Collection has a lot of the old films, including a lot of the Zatoichi. In fact, I have to say all of the Zatoichi films, all Lone Wolf and Cub, and all of... Um, Toshio Mifune's works, or if not a large number of them, are on Criterion Channel. Uh, I'm lucky enough that in our house we have the entire Zatoichi film collection and television um, season collection. Um, I don't know if you can get your hands on it easily now, um, because back when we obtained it, uh, streaming services weren't not as prevalent as they are now. So if you want to watch uh, a lot of these films, now Lone Wolf and Cub is on HBO Max in addition to Criterion Channel. So if you do have HBO Max, at least in the U.S., you can watch it there. Uh, as far as the others, you the only really two ways you can watch them, you can get a subscription to Criterion Channel, which is not cheap, from what I looked up, or you can rent the movies a la carte. I believe, um, and I looked this up for the Zatoichi films the other day. Um, each individual Zatoichi film is available for four bucks 
on Apple TV to rent. So you could rent them that way. Mm. Well, I'm looking here, and I don't know because it appears Mm -hmm. as though you can order it in Canada. The only question would be whether or not you'd get the full catalog because, of course, Canadian rights holders have this nasty tendency to grab things helter-skelter so you end up with giant holes in the collection. For example, um, Amazon, I believe, in the U.S. offers all the James Bond films. Am I correct? I think so. Okay. Canada? No. If you want that, you have to go to the Canadian streaming rights giant Crave. And they have all all the Bond films. So that's why I say when you're in Canada, rights issues for film and TV aren't really that clear. Mm. As opposed to the U.S. where it's like, okay, it's here and it's all here. Right? Right. I mean, the only only thing that, lucky for us up here, they haven't touched really is the anime. Because I don't think Crave knows what anime is if you beat them with a stick. Mm. I'm looking actually here. Uh, In the U.S., uh, apparently, I'm looking up Goldfinger. um, And I'm looking up World is Not Enough. Uh, It is not available streaming as part of a subscription. So maybe there's something else going on. Hmm. Because I understood when Amazon bought MGM... They bought all the rights to all that stuff. Mm. I could okay. be wrong. I'm looking on the on the site uh, justwatch.com. Uh, it's always tried and true, and they're usually correct when it comes to if you want to watch a specific film, where you can watch it. Um, with regards to, I just look up Zetoichi Neff, um, mm-hmm. and the Criterion Channel is available uh, in Canada. It seems. Um, and then as far yeah. as, uh, the, um, let me look this up again. As far as Zatoichi goes, um, Apple TV can rent for $5 Canadian. Mm. Yeah. Cause I see the Criterion channel. The only problem is it looks like it's us pricing. Oh, so us pricing for the Criterion channel for a year. Is a hundred bucks. By the time you convert that to the Canadian Beaver Buck, that works out to about a hundred and thirty bucks. Oh, great! Yikes! No option there, huh? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's like some of the streaming services, anime streaming services, they charge you in Canadian. Others they charge you American, mm. and you don't know until you see it on your credit card, and you're like going. Oh, that was American they charged me because then they show you the price that they charged you and the conversion rate and you die. In fact, I think my Funimation uh, subscription just renewed and that was, I think, 84 bucks for the year. Right, because you, you, you get hit with the conversion rate um, and then also you get a 3% charge on top of that, right? Or something like that. Don't you get like a foreign transaction plus, charge? Plus... Now they charge HST. So 13% on top of that whole shebang, at least in Ontario. Yeah. You pay enough tax, you get a free game. No, you pay enough tax, you get free health care. (laughs) 
And considering how much I've used, eh. it could be. Wow, wow. But um, so we're having fun here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Um, we're going to take a quick time out for our audio listeners. So our audio listeners will come back after these messages. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. with you guys here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast for February 23rd. And um, I think the audio issues that were apparent at the start of the stream, well, I corrected them as quickly as I could. But again, um, it depends on going back to the recording that I have on the hard drive here, which I'll have to check later to see if that sounds good. Um, we have uh, It's Quiz Time. Coming up uh, at the end of our podcast here. And also want to announce that uh, the Extreme Anime Radio podcast will be going on a little bit of a hiatus while I prepare for some holiday time. So the next podcast will be the week of St. Patrick's Day. If I do my timing correct, three weeks Okay, now now I'm going to look because I'm very, <laughs> very curious myself. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that would be the 16th, just before St. Patty's Day. Okay. Faith of Agora, just a day before St. Patty's Day, yes. <laughs> I have some uh, vacations and holiday time lined up over the next few months. So the podcast schedule will kind of be on and off during the spring. Um, mostly because I will be packing bags instead of editing podcasts. However, um, we will still do some streams next week, um, just regular game streams. The following week, they may not be as many streams. If we do streams, they'll be towards the end of the week. Um, so, um... Please, as per usual, follow us on social media and our Discord for the latest information. Um, I have been looking around uh, to see um, any interesting news coming out of Japan. I really haven't seen anything other than, uh, well, we're going to open the borders up to foreigners next week. But we're only allowing 5,000 total people a day, and we still don't know how we're going to allow people in. 
okay, that's not really a plan as much as it is. Uh, we're not sure, but we'll get to you eventually. Right. Somebody posted on Twitter. Um, he had sent like a question and answer or had sent like a few questions to, I guess, uh, some Japanese, either a government agency or maybe a consulate asking uh, specific questions about the border restrictions. Um, apparently only half of them got answered and the answers were almost all the same. They just copy and pasted the answers. Yeah, that's not promising, to be honest. <laughs> no. <sighs> but um, one thing I did see, which is a little bit positive, but then again, they have to put this into practice a lot more as they continue to reopen the borders. Um, there is a new ministry um, in the Japanese government in charge of digital technology. And they have put together an app for smartphones, which allows you to take care of all of the um, formalities that you need to go through when you enter Japan. So you can enter your passport information, you can enter your vaccine information, your COVID test information, and you can fill out your immigration paperwork and your customs paperwork. You remember, Neff, you had to file an immigration and customs paperwork when you visited? I remember getting forced to do all, all 10 digits fingerprinting. Now, if they could get rid of that little, you know, debacle, <laughs> I'd be most happy. Thank you very much. If I go back. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know if the fingerprints are going away anytime soon, but uh, at least uh, my understanding is that you, with this app, you can now... Uh, quote-unquote, streamline the process, at least from your end. The question is they have to reciprocate and streamline things on their end, too. And I think I explained that I explained on the last podcast about the YouTuber who waited several hours at the airport to go through the quarantine part of the entry procedure. Yeah, that that's, you see, that's the thing. I mean, I would eventually like to travel, but I would like to know that I might not get, you know, Stuck at the airport waiting and waiting and waiting right. and going, I want to go back on a plane and go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a few things from some news reports that I read about the new entry procedures. Um, so they're going to reduce the quarantine. It looks like for all arrivals, even if you're not vaccinated, they're going to reduce the quarantine to three days if you test negative three days after you arrive. Okay. I, you can't see this if you're listening to the audio version, but I'm trying to figure out how that actually works in practice. Yeah. Because I'm going, wait a minute here. You arrive, you get, you you no matter your status, three days, and if you test, and if you test negative, you can leave at the end of three days. Am I understanding that correctly? I, I, that's what I think it is. And it's irrespective of whether you're vaccinated or not fully vaccinated. Okay, well, 
that seems a little weird, but you know, then again, I look at Canada's entry requirements and I just throw up my hands and go, <laughs> at this point, I have no friggin' clue. Right. Um, <laughs> some other things real quick um, that I read. Um, it used to be, well, under the rules currently, um, you have to spend uh, a portion of the time if you come from an Omicron hotspot in a facility designated by the government. I'm sure not as bad as those Canadian quarantine hotels. Oh, gods. You know, there is going to be probably a royal inquiry after this is all over <laughs> about how that all went down and how it all, you know, can't, you know, didn't work because it didn't. It really didn't. There were there were some really bad things that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea might have been, you know, in good faith, but the execution Mm-hmm. Yikes! Mm. That's sort of like the gas prices. Yikes! <laughs> well, that's a whole other can of worms, I think. Well, actually, we had a very unfortunate milestone, at least in northern Ontario, this week. Uh oh! Premium gas, so ninety-one octane, has now hit two dollars a liter. How much is that a gallon? About eight. <laughs> oh boy. Eight bucks a gallon. And I'm just sitting here and I'm going, if I was still driving, you know, the big boy, the big black one that I used to have, uh-huh. I'd be dying right now because that monster used to take basically 30 liters every week. Mm-hmm. And at those prices, it's just like, no, I'll push it first. Mm-hmm. I'll, put, I'll punch holes in the floor and do a Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, I uh, we we hear promises around these uh, parts that uh, we'll be protected from gas price hikes, but it's a little bit difficult to do. Unless you're producing your own gas, and unless you know, like I, I got to be honest, that that's one of those promises. that's sort of like a shell promise. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna really happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, around these parts, you know, there's an election coming a couple of months because right. the sitting because the sitting party has has said already. We're going to eliminate the price. Uh, we're going to eliminate uh, the stickers that you put on your car every year mm-hmm. and save you 120 bucks a year, which sounds great, mm-hmm. except that money is works out to a billion dollars every year. And when the sitting government is asked what are you going to replace that billion dollars with? Mm-hmm. The answer they got was crickets. <laughs> Election time, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, so is these, these are just plain regular registration fees, not nothing like in emissions inspections. Yeah, no, they, they got rid of the emissions inspections years ago. Oh, okay. You know, because, you know, basically everybody was passing, uh-huh. and the problem was what they turned it into – because originally when it was done, you had to put the car on uh, rollers. You had to have the thing up the tailpipe, the whole nine yards, right? Right. And you had to have the car pass a minimum mechanical fitness test. If it didn't, it didn't even go on the rollers. Mm-hmm. Eventually, people complained so much. They said, you know what? We'll just check the engine computer. If the engine computer says you're fine, fine. Okay. But 99% of the people were passing that. <laughs> because unless your car was so buggered, that you had a check engine light, which you should be looking after anyway, mm-hmm. you passed. Right. So they got rid of that. And now, like I said, they're going to get rid of this, and it's like going, 
Okay, a billion dollars coming from where? I mean, I always laugh because they make us buy a sticker. And the problem with the stickers is, and this I never quite understood, this is Canada. You'd think the stickers would stick when it's cold and when they get wet. Nope. Because I have to put my stickers on in the dead of winter because it's based on your birthday. Oh, I forget that. And yeah. And so try to get that stupid sticker to stick. In January. (laughs) In January. And especially because I'm one of those people who goes, you know what? I'm going to buy a two-year sticker because as has happened before, the government can say, you know what? Next year, we're going to raise the price. So if you buy the two-year sticker, you sometimes avoided that price hike. Mm. So I always bought the two-year. Okay. So right now I've got a, one that's going to be expiring in 23 that looks like it's been on there for 10 years already. Oh. And it's curling and it's just like, it's going to fall off in the wash at one point. Mm. You know what? And then I'm going to be like, yes, officer, I have a valid sticker. Here it is. Unfortunately, it fell off the car. But of course, now if they get rid of the stickers, I won't have to care anymore. I know where that billion dollars will come from. Harmonized sales tax and Funimation subscriptions. <laughs> well, the government could, and I mean, this is possible, because the harmonized sales tax is two parts. One is the federal part, which is 5%. Okay. The other is the provincial part, which is 8 As far as I know, there's nothing preventing the province from saying, you know what, we're going to up that part that we have. Uh. So instead of eight, they could make it 10. Mm. And that's where the million dollars is going to come from. I can almost see that coming a mile away. Mm. Well, as with everything going on these days, things can change in the blink of an eye. Uh, So um, uh, optimism, eh. Oh, speaking of optimism, ah. do you still have that that graphic I gave you the other I showed you the other day? Which one? The one of those figures that's coming out. The, the those two figures that are coming out in Japan. The one I showed you on Messenger. Oh yes. Did you actually show that on screen? Just for the sheer scariness of this. Okay, uh, you'll have to give me a minute to okay. pull that up. So I'll, I'll, set up the, I'll set up the whole thing. Okay. So the, the figure makers in Japan will anthropomorphize and feminize almost anything, right? And I mean anything, if they think they can make money selling statues of it. Mm-hmm. So what have they done that literally, when I saw it, my jaw hit the floor, went through the floor... And hasn't stopped since. <laughs> I mean, it's going to hit lava at some point. I'm going to pull that up right now. So okay. Give me a moment. So, and I'll explain this by saying, if you are an old school Transformers fan, this graphic that JR is about to show you will either cause you one of two things. Abject fear. Well, technically three. Abject fear, abject horror, or... Shut up and take my money. (laughs) I'm more in the camp of abject fear and abject horror. Because when I saw these, I'm like, 
you, you you're trying to do what to what? Because these figures, the problem is, I'm hearing the original character voices in my head while seeing these figures. I'm talking about the one where I said, "Is that you?" That famous uh, line from the movie from 1986. Because that one, like I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, you tell me, folks, I see this, and I literally just, my eyes just water and go, what have you done? <laughs> you've taken Optimus Prime, and you've done this. A midriff shirt. Like, just, yeah. I mean... Megatron, at least, kind of, sort of, you know, you get the vibe, and maybe it doesn't quite hurt as much, unless you hear Frank Welker's voice coming out of, you know, that pretty young lady's mouth, and you're going, oh, that hurts. But what they did to Prime is simply, not Prime. (laughs) And as for Megatron, I can only give you the response that instantly came to my mouth from the 1986 movie mm. during Starscream's coronation when Galvatron showed up. Megatron! Is that you? <laughs> and of course, Galvatron's response was, Here's a hint, Starscream. <laughs> so, again, I have no idea how much these figures are going to cost. My guess, if I want to be conservative, probably about $300 U.S. a crack is my guess. Right. So if you're going to spend $600 a crack on those nightmares, good on you, because... So these are Kotobukiya, which is a very popular uh, Japanese brand. Indeed. I'm sure they will be high quality. But like I said... Ultimate nightmare fuel for a G1 Transformers fan going, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look this up real quick. Uh, let's see. No, there. yeah, there's just, uh, there's just basic announcements. There's no price points from what I can tell. Well, I'm just looking at the figures and I've seen a sculpt and I'm going, given the size and the sculpt I've seen so far, I'm pegging it at $300 US a crack, mm-hmm. pretty much. <laughs> no, the, so. the, uh, the other the other image I called up was the one well, the that one was players. Co- well, that one was a completely different scary image for a completely different reason. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Um, an artist decides to, you know, take hockey and, of course, the Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens are basically, you know, banging heads with each other at all times. Uh And, of course, you have, you know, the picture of uh, several young ladies in the various various, uh, sweaters. But oddly enough, and I don't know why, the Maple Leafs player or skater has cat ears. And I don't know why. (laughs) I'm going, huh? Why does this... I, I don't understand. And what about the Habs I mean, player? I don't see cat ears on her. But, like I said, she's leaping, and I'm going... If she comes... Oh, 
And I mean, there's a hockey stick coming up, and that's that's going to be a meeting of the minds that's just not going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) Two very interesting uh, pieces of information, but yeah, I'm going to follow up on the uh, on the Cotopegia sculptures and see um, how they come out. Um, we are going to now get ready for its quiz time. Before we do that, as per usual, the closing commentary here on the podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or any of our Twitch streams, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, hit us up on linktree.com forward slash anime radio for links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And for archived versions of this podcast, hit us up at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So once again, the podcast will come back in three weeks, uh, if the timing works right, uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day. But again, uh, next week we'll probably have some streams anyway, just regular game streams. The following week, if we do any streams, it'll be towards the end of the week. And then um, for the rest of March, uh, hopefully we'll keep a regular schedule Monday to Wednesday. We still have, or I should say Monday and Wednesday, um, we still have to finish up uh, the trial in Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. We forgot to touch up on that, Neff. What do you think of uh, the Clouded Kokoro mystery, I believe it's called? Well, let's just say things have taken their usual Ace Attorney twist. Mm-hmm. Including the fact that they're doing things that are so legally wrong Mm -hmm. that as somebody who works in legal profession, I am literally sitting in my chair screeching in my mind going, mistrial, mistrial, (laughs) mistrial. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, turn off your brain. Do not think of this as proper legal procedure or you will hurt yourself badly. I think in the, in this chapter alone that we've been playing, there have been like three occasions where there would be a mistrial declared if this was real. Well, well, yeah. My, my we favorite know. is my favorite is the prosecution. You know, submitting evidence after I'm going, you can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'll take you, Lord Van Zeeks, and you know, break all your little fingers. Every time you every time you do something like that when the prosecution rests that means don't don't uh, pour your wine glass and introduce something else or don't throw your wine glass or don't crush your wine glass or don't throw your bottle of wine <sighs> or, or, or don't throw your foot on the desk like I see some gamers do when they rage quit <laughs> yeah when when, when Lord Vendix does that you're like going are you about to rage quit or are you just, you know, being a jerk? <laughs> Sadly, he's more or less being a jerk. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, please continue to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Or if you are watching us, don't forget our podcast, as Neff said, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So we will see you podcast wise in about three weeks. Uh, but again, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. We will continue with these streams uh, at a pretty good clip. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening. And remember, keep on looking out for the extreme audio Twitch streams. And uh, we'll see you next time.
Thanks, folks.